Tony Vitello Thursday. Oh, yes. Tony Basilio in the house. Oh, yes. With a big old bucket hat on that makes him look special. Oh, yes. Great Thursday to you. I'm wearing a hat that Tony Vitalo gave me. I want him to, even though this is verbal, it's not physical, I want him to feel welcome today. Matt Dixon, how you doing? Matt, you took uh, you took the night off last night. Brian took the night off. Jeron Maiman took the night off. I flew solo on Garza Law, fifth quarter fan reaction slash Tennessee basketball overtime, and I threw up a pretty good effort. I had some juice last night, man. I don't know if you noticed that or not, but I had some freaking juice last night. Uh, I think I think George's offense took the night off as well, um, so that was kind of kind of fitting. But no, it was good to get a little bit of a break. Yep, um, as we kind of kind of get ready for this stretch drive. That's right. You got a team that's playing some at least should be some competitive games. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Brian Hartman was in the house last night courtesy of the great Dr. Sean Sinclair. Um, also, want to thank uh, Tony Valls for giving me his tickets. A special friend of mine went over uh, and enjoyed the night on Tony Valls, and he'll be joining us here momentarily. Brian, pretty energetic in the house last night, and we're going to preview. We're going to talk with Tony Valls about his club, and then we're also going to get into uh, – Texas here a little later on in the program with one of our buddies from down in Texas who's pretty funny. He's been on the show with us in the past. But, Brian, what did you think of last night's game and the energy and the students came back and brought the juice? Yeah, and I think once the ball's committed to pounding it down low with some energetic Euros prostitute. That's what she showed up and, and act, act, he literally looked like he'd been locked up for a week. Yep. yep. And that's the kind of energy he brought. Yep. Georgia just had zero chance once the balls got their game going. But I want to bring something up that sort of doesn't have to do with the game, but it was at the game last night. Not your style. Pound it down low, Bri. Go ahead. Um, It's a third-hour comment. (laughs) This kid at halftime made a... Layup, he made a free throw, a three-pointer, and a half-court shot. What? And he had to, he had to do it in within like a 30-second time frame, maybe a minute. I don't know. It was time. And their prize for that was only $600. What? Not, Danny, what? Um, You're making $2.2 million, Danny? Pull ten grand out of your pocket, Danny. You know how hard it is to like make six hundred dollars, Danny. The Chicago Bulls gave one guy that hit a half court shot. Put some money into the basketball program, Dan. Six hundred dollars. What is this? The ice bears. He's, he's lucky that Pat Adams didn't go to the monitor to see if he was over the line on some of those guys. Brian, that's incredible. What are you? The, uh, yeah. That's incredible. I, uh, Danny, why? I, I just. That That is just. Why bother? Mike should have walked out there with five grand because he's overpaid. And Danny should have walked out there with five grand because they're all overpaid. Like some lady. 
Who's the lady that called in yesterday, or uh, new caller, Brian? What's her name? Who I tell everybody they need to model their calls after her. Oh, God, her name slipped my mind. Holly. Holly. Holly said that uh, every hour it goes by, our guy gets ten grand while he's sleeping. Every hour. Every every night he goes to sleep. He gets ten hours sleep. He wakes up $10,000 richer. I think it's $1,000 an hour. Whatever it is, it's a lot of money. Tony Valls, speaking of the money, man, going to join us here on the other side. 865 Don't hold your calls. Matty, you ready to go around the horn with him? First base, second base, third base, shortstop? Oh, absolutely. I've been, been waiting for this for about two weeks since you told me he was coming on. Incredible report by Matt Dixon today over at uh, tclub.team. I'd encourage you to look at it. He compared and contrasts the teams from a couple years ago the team from four years ago, and this Tennessee basketball team. And one thing Matt Dixon does not do is name a winner. He lets you decide. He reports and you decide. Drew Pember last night Mm -hmm. outscored Georgia's team by seven points. Alex Myers, Yoshihiho. As we continue with more on the other side. George, I think. Brian's wordy. Is Brian wordy, Matt? Brian, what's what's gotten into? Brian goes to the game last night, Matt. The students charge well, him off. He didn't. He didn't get any words in last night. He's got to get him in here early today. Well, he ain't gonna get in anyway. He's fired now. up, focused, and prepared. Because with Tony Valls coming to this program, Brian Hartman better sit back. Tony Basilio better sit back, and Matt Dixon better sit back and turn the floor over to the man, the myth, the legend, the number one Pizon. I used to be number one, and I've been bumped down. I'm like three or four now. Carmen Degano, since he retired, he's all cool now with his new look. And I think I'm like third or fourth or fifth right now. Depending on whether or not um, the great Mike Chase claims to be Italian on any given day, we'll have to wait and see. By the way, Marcos Garza today having his grand opening of his location uh, up in the Tri-Cities, right next to our friends at Performance Medicine. So get out there and go see Marcos today. They have a whole list of dignitaries. It's outstanding. Tony Valls after this. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter. Like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. 
Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Hi, I'm former Sheriff Enoch George with 30 years experience in emergency services. I know how important it is to locate an address that's in need of help as quickly as possible. An LED light bulb has been developed and manufactured that glows red, white, and blue flashing light to be placed on your front porch and turned on when you have an emergency that will help the responding emergency services to locate your home as quickly as possible. 
You can obtain your LED light bulb at Mount Pleasant Fire Department and all of your local fire stations. For more information, contact Fire Department at 379-1005. 379-1005. Seconds counts. Get your light bulb today. I wish you and your family a safe and happy new year. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Escobars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Tony Vitello joining us now on the program as I welcome you back. 865-200-5402. Shout out, Maury Hanks, uh, who just made me laugh with a uh, text. Thank you. Bring the great Tony Valls in here without further ado. Hey, uh, Tony, first of all, thank you for joining us on this Thursday. Matt Dixon, Tony Basilio, Brian Hartman at your service. Hope all's well, my man. Yeah, going well for sure. You know, uh, T, we were just talking, and you gave me a second yesterday afternoon, and I was asking you about, you know, some of these newcomers. Because truly, there is a lot of unknown with your ball club from a fan to player perspective. But one thing you've shared with me the last couple of days, there's a lot of unknown even from your standpoint. You've been with these guys a bunch through the fall. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a deal where if you look at the trend in college baseball, most of the successful teams have older lineups. Their position players are more physical, or they're more experienced or more mature, and those are the guys that are out there every day. Obviously, the starting pitcher sets the tone for the day, but if you were to have a five-game week, which we have some of those, you're going to have five different starting pitchers, and you're going to use a lot of others. The position guys set the tone. And this year it's interesting. We are going to rely on some youth, but we do have some guys that have age to them. You know, they're in their 20s or they're, they're older than 21 years old. But they haven't played together as a group, these, these three portal guys we'll rely on. And then some of these other guys like Kyle Booker, Christian Scott, Blake Burke, Christian Moore. They're household names because we're fortunate enough to have great fans, but they're not guys who have started and played through an entire year or an entire SEC conference season. So that is that is definitely a hot topic up here at the office. So when you guys look up, and, and last year when the numbers came out, and I remember um, particularly having a couple guys on the air and – Evan Russell was like, okay, they got us 35, you know, like 14 months ago. He said, that's ridiculous. He said, I'm going to show you what 35 looks like next year. Because you lost a bunch from the previous year, but not the type of turnover you have now. When you look at yourself and, and people project you guys like number two, uh, and that's pretty much the, I, I don't know if it's a consensus ranking, but it's it's a strong feeling around college baseball. That's where you are. Do, do you feel like that's where you guys are, Tone? No, I don't, to be honest. And, um, you know, I'll clarify by saying, now, if I don't say this in the future, I might be trying to undersell a little bit. Yeah. But, but I'll, I'll clarify by saying this is, 
as honest and sincere as I can be, that we're not at that spot. A lot of time, especially those preseason rankings, when you're kind of going off what you think, not what you know or what you see, um, are involved with the draft. And we got a couple high-profile draft guys on our team. The other thing is, and, and just to give you guys some insight into the locker room, this is what I told the team when I kind of lost my temper one day. Um, there's three years in a row where the media hasn't looked so good if you're going to grade out how they ranked Tennessee at the beginning and how Tennessee finished. Um, that's a good thing for our program, but it's not good for the media. So why not over-adjust and say, you know what, rather than me looking foolish, um, if there's a top-five football, basketball, mm-hmm. baseball team preseason and they end up you know, deeper into the, into the top 25 or fall out even at any point, the team and the coaching staff are the ones that look foolish, not the media member. Um, you know, a different perspective than, than, than you being a member of the media, but does that make sense? Or, you know, can you at least kind of agree with that partially? Tony, I, I resemble that remark. You referring to me as a member of the media. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm somewhere beneath that, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Look, from your standpoint, too, you know, I, I, we've been talking about this on the air. First of all, people are so excited because you guys are so fun, and there's so much juice and energy around what you do. And, you know, that's a credit to you. Um, but there's such a great unknown. So let's go ahead and dive in here. And let's start with, uh, I asked you for some names yesterday of some newcomers that just kind of we're going to see, okay, and we're going to hear about in the coming days, weeks, and months ahead. And let's start with uh, Kendro. Give me your uh, give me a rundown on him. I need a capsule on each of these guys, Tone. Yeah, well, Jake Kendro is a really athletic infielder, and the easiest way for ball fans to envision him is he's a kid who's from a little bit northeast of us, can play shortstop, but really any other infield position. Um, another kid who is like that is Cortland Lawson. And I would say Jake Kendro is about at the same point if not a little further ahead than what Cortland was as a freshman. Now, the difference between the two is Cortland was on a team uh, that 2020 year that got cut short that was very deep on the infield, so he was great depth for us. With this particular infield, uh, we have a couple guys that basically cut and run because we committed Maui Ahuna, mm-hmm. and they didn't want to compete against him. It hurt our depth. But what it did is it provided an opportunity for Jay Kendro, who's a good frame kid, good defender, uh, solid with the bat. He's not weak at the plate and defensive-only type of infielder. Just a well-rounded kid and a kid to get excited about for the future, but a kid who's going to be asked to perform and play for us in certain situations this year because he's not the depth. He's, he's basically kind of the fourth infielder. Tony Vitello, a couple weeks out from getting us started in Arizona. This Dryling kid I've heard a lot about. One of our callers, Taylor, out of Atlanta, was uh, talking about him. and Boy, I saw some film on him. What an impressive swing. Tony, break me break down uh, Dryling for us. Yeah, it's a real flat swing for Dylan, who's a left-left guy. We actually committed him as a left-handed pitcher, left-handed hitting outfielder. But he's kind of settled into just being an outfielder. As a matter of fact, did it so well out of high school, he could have signed for six figures easily. Actually, a lot more than that. Um, came came our way and immediately started impacting the baseball, including a home run against Wake Forest. Um, again, there's some freshman tendencies there on the bases or communication in the outfield, just little things 
that as you get more college experience you learn are important. But if you're just going to break it down to, like, can he throw it, can he catch it, can he do it at the plate, and he's a pretty good runner, uh, he's a very gifted freshman. Going to be fun to watch. And, uh, you know, I, I think he'll be someone we rely on in a lot of situations uh, starting opening weekend. He's yeah. probably going to get a start one of those one of those first few games. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Percentage chance we see him in, in Arizona. Yeah, where I think Kendrill comes off the bench, but I, I was trying to kind of paint the picture that it's going to need to be a pretty active role off the yeah. bench. I think Dryling is going to get a chance to start at some point that first weekend. Um, and then, you know, it's going to be kind of up to, can he keep that presence he's got? He's kind of got a quiet composure. He's not going to be the outfielder with some flair like Jordan Beck, and he's not going to be as fiery as, as Drew Gilbert. But he is going to be a steady Eddie, lunch pail, hard hat guy that I think ball fans can really appreciate. Tell me about Chapman, Tony. Yesterday he proved my point. Yesterday's focus was about grinding. I mean, as a, as a baseball player, our reps stack up more than any other sport. So you got to be able to grind. And uh, Reese Chapman does that as well as any kid we have in uniform for us. And he, he uh, also has got talent to boot. Another kid who could have signed. He's from Denver, Colorado. Um, you know, left-handed hitter. He's got a strong arm. He's got the tool set you're looking for out of a corner outfielder uh, like a Jordan Beck, a guy who's got some power and a big, strong arm and a strong physical body. And uh, fr- freshman year, you come in, you're a little nervous about the fall, and he, he wasn't quite himself that first semester. But since he's come back in January, he looks like he put in his work over Christmas, mm. uh, and now he's a lot more relaxed, and we're starting to see the guy that I think eventually is going to be a mainstay in the outfield with Dryling for at least a couple years. Tony Vitello joining and uh, talking about the, the forthcoming season and a ton of newcomers. I mean a ton. This guy is going to have to be uh, looking down, not only will we have to be looking down at our roster, but he will as well to say who's who's no, who's number twelve out there. Cal Stark, Tony uh, Juco. Yeah, Cal is a, a guy who will be behind the plate and a guy who's local, um, which always fires us up. I mean, yeah. sometimes it's good for a guy to get away, and sometimes it's good for a guy to stay home. It's it's really a challenge to handle the talent, especially in West Knoxville, but all over the area. Well, he's one that kind of got a nice little balance. He went away to junior college, but this is where he wanted to play, and we were excited about what he could do behind the plate, uh, in particular defensively. But he comes to us from the junior college and in the fall swung the hell out of the bat. Um, so we hope that continues on, and he's a, a, a great compliment to Charlie Taylor. And to be honest with you, they're in a little bit of a battle. Who's the first choice at, uh, behind the plate who's the second choice but we're going to use them both a lot and, and i think guys will like cal because he's always smiling he kind of is like luke lipsius he plays the game like a little leaguer uh, but at the same time he's very competitive and he's a guy who takes a lot of pride in wearing orange because he grew up in this area so to open it catcher it's going to be charlie taylor or it's going to be uh stark is that what we're looking at, or is Dickey in there as well? I, I think so, Tone, and, and, and Ryan Miller's a big, strong guy. He, he'll hit BP if people show up. Ryan Miller has our best batting practice, but he's still working to get better behind the plate defensively. And then I, I think um, Jared Dickey has a real high percentage chance of being in the outfield for hmm. two or three days in Arizona Interesting. As, as opposed to behind the plate. The good thing is Jared caught for us a little bit last year, 
and he's much improved behind the plate. So we know we have him as an option behind there. So when you add up four bodies, it is a position that makes you feel comfortable you got depth. Now, don't get me wrong, you also really like when you know Connor Pavoloni is the guy or Evan Russell is the guy, but maybe we'll get there by the end of the year. Tony Vitello, we're getting granular. Matt Dixon, jump in here. ton of newcomers. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, well, you know, replacing all eight position players. Um, let's talk about some of the guys that the fans already know who are, are taking on new roles or, or at least, you know, at least in the field. You know, Blake Burke, um, the, you know, the home run power. Are, are, we, are we good with him at first base um, going into the season? Yeah, he's he's got as good of actions as of, I hate to say it, any first baseman I've coached. And, wow. and that would be like, Showcase style, you hit a guy six ground balls, you move him around, you see his throwing. His actions are as good as it gets. One thing people undersell is how many intricacies of that position make you a good first baseman. And part of that is just age. I don't care how hard of a worker you are. You need reps at that position. Last year he got shortcut because of Luke. Uh, senior year of high school he got shortcut because of a shutdown in Northern California. Um so he's still getting caught up, but he's a guy who I think people before his time is here, I don't know when it'll be, but people will call him a plus defender on top of the fact he's got as much power as you could ask for, and he might, by the end of the year, be our best all-around hitter. Now, and then you're just kind of going around the infield. Uh, is it Christian Morris, he kind of penciled in there at second base at least to start the year. Yeah, I think to start the year, and um, a guy who uh, has a lot of pride in everything he does, so he probably wouldn't admit it, but if you compare to where he's at defensively to what he was when he first got here last year, it's it's light years of a difference, and it's in a positive way, and it's going to be needed. I mean, Jarrell was very good for us there. Um, Jarrell was what you call a gamer. He was even better in games than he was in practice, and um you know, people remember his home runs, but that was a spot that was very valuable for us during our run to Omaha with Max Ferguson and then last year with Jarrell. And he's athletic enough to do that. And obviously he's physical enough to impact the baseball on the offensive side too. And then, you know, two, I guess, transfer guys there on the left and, and Mal Yohuna and, and Zane Denton at third is, are, have, have any, either of those guys and I guess even Griffin Merritt as well who hit a bomb in that Fall World Series, I remember. Um, have have those guys had anything kind of surprise you about their game, either either good or bad? I think we kind of knew what we were getting into um, with, with each one of them. I think the most surprising thing out of the three, Griffin Merritt on his visit kind of impressed us with how um, just how mature he was and, and what type of confidence and, and how he could have conversations and, what his outlook is on life, but I didn't think, hey, this guy's going to come in and kind of maybe be the captain of the whole deal. Uh, now, we've got several different leaders, and I think that's the way it should be this day and age, but he's he's kind of the guy, you know, they'll tease him. He's older. He's a grad transfer, you know, call him grandpa or whatever else, and, and we'll jump in on those jokes, but he's kind of got about as mature of an outlook on things and a lot of pride in what he does. Um uh, work ethic off the charts so he's kind of become a a leader whereas you'd like to think when you get a portal guy there's probably going to have to be a little transitional period for that guy to integrate himself and that's been the case for Maui 
who's in a total different place now with how his, he interacts with his teammates and his place in the locker room. And then Zane Denton has slowly gotten there as well. I mean, the guys all know Zane because we played against him when he was at Alabama. Mm-hmm. He's from the state of Tennessee. Uh, but Zane had a very difficult fall with a couple uh, periods of illness and a couple um, different uh, deaths, people that were close to him. Hate to bring it up, but that's what went down. Mm. Um, so he's kind of making up for lost time. And it's nice to kind of have him be one of the boys because I think it's, that time has finally arrived for him. And So those three guys are going to be an impact uh, for us. So, Tony, it's an interesting spot before we go back to Matt and we, we continue to run down some of these positions. It's a uh, it, We're in an interesting spot right now in college baseball where – one of your competitors in the league um, went heavy into the portal and invested. You know, LSU, they were tired of of, of seeing their program slip. Um, Maui Ahuna, it was alleged, was, a, was kind of a pricey addition. Does that yeah. sort of thing... Does that sort of thing impact clubhouse chemistry at this level, or do kids not pay attention? Or is that a concern, or we don't know, or where are we on that? No, it's a it's a growing concern, I think, for college baseball, and I don't mean to speak for everybody, but I'm just kind of inferring it's a growing concern. I think the dollars or amount of or things like that is going to be smaller than men's basketball and football, so it's going to come a little bit more gradual. But eventually it's going to boil over, and you're going to have some issues uh, that arise. But that doesn't mean we're exempt from having issues this go-around. Uh, the summer was a nightmare. When you combine mm. the portal, the draft, and NIL, people at home can kind of start doing math there on all those those combined factors. It, it was a mess. And in, in the case in particular you're talking about, there there was there's some fallout there. What happens is Maui goes to Team USA, and everyone is asking Drew Beam, who's also with Team USA, how can you guys give that guy that much money that Twitter says he got? Right, And so Drew has a conversation with Maui, and uh, this came at a later date. Maui had a different quote for other people. I, like, I wish I had that. You can check my bank account. Um, but fortunately, they had that interaction that summer, and I think that helped Drew kind of cut off maybe what other people had to say in our locker room and realize what is on rumor or, or what's a rumor mail deal or what's on Twitter is not always true. Um, and, and And so, you know, that kind of gets cut off in a positive light, but you still got guys calling my phone, you know, hey, that's great, you know, that this is going on, but do I need to do something different so I can get kind of some this or that? Well, I can't be involved in any of that, first of all, but also, again, make sure you got your facts and figures straight. And then we get a kid in Dakota Harris who was signed with us. We spent more time on Dakota than any other kid in our recruiting class, hands down. Uh, amount of times we visit them. Uh, the visit, all those things combined. And Dakota calls and says, hey, I saw you're giving this guy $250,000. You're going to have to play him at shortstop. I'm all for competing, but if you're giving him that money, you're going to have to play him there. So that was dealt with, I think, in a proper way. But eventually the kid wouldn't drop it, and uh, and he left. So wow. uh, we lose a really good player. And, um, you know, there's that depth and competition thing, even if he wouldn't have started for us. Um, you know, so there's, <laughs> that's a pretty big impact from one tweet. And, you know, you could argue, you know, it's also looking and seeing who he's going to compete against, but a lot of it stemmed from the rumor that <clears throat> we're getting a guy a bunch of money when, 
I don't think anyone on our team is, even when they go out and hustle with this NIL thing, like Evan Russell was very active in the community last year. Yes. Um, you know, Dayton Moore is a famous name that played for Arkansas, and Arkansas fan base is huge in baseball. I don't think these kids are scratching the surface on anything close to what is real over in football and basketball, or at least what is being rumored over in those sports. There's no question. Tony, the, the NIL thing, there is so much, um, how do I put this? There's yes. what, yeah, yeah. Well, look, and I'm, I'm in talk radio and we got to have something to talk about. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, in, in all fairness to my business and people that are on boards and people that write articles, but it, it is interesting to stop and think about um, the balance in a locker room and people like you are left to deal with the fallout of, of anything. So let's let's move along here. A kid that's waited his turn, who when he was a freshman, this Booker kid, you could see the the um, his ability with the hand-eye coordination and the swing. You could tell he was different, but he's he's been there a while. Uh, he's a veteran player now. It's kind of a move year for him. How important is the early part of the season uh, for him as he gets an opportunity here? And and what kind of an opportunity does he get? Yeah, he, he gets an opportunity down in Arizona, similar to Dylan Dryling, uh, Griffin Merritt, Dickey. I mean, there'll be guys in the outfield, Christian Scott, but I don't think we'll have the same starting three on the outfield any of those three days if I'm looking into a crystal ball. So. <laughs> What will be important for Kyle, I think, is to earn the trust of his coaches and his teammates on how he approaches each day. And you're talking about a kid that is very passionate, mm. really competitive, really emotional. Those are great things. But you got to channel those in the right direction in order to be a consistent, everyday player. And I think he's as fun to watch. Just ask anybody who was in Jackson, Tennessee when we played, because he might have been the best player on the field that day. Um, when he's locked in um, and, and kind of playing to his true strengths, he's as exciting as anybody to watch. Uh, but there's also been moments which probably come from being a freshman or a guy who's not out there every day and he's pressing to be out there every day um, where it's not as good as it should be. So I don't think he really needs to perform right out of the gate, but I do think those first few non-conference weeks he needs to set the tone for how he's going to approach and play every day when he's given his opportunity. It's a, it's a tough deal, too, because it's a sample size thing, and you, you got to perform right away. Matt Dixon, back to you. Yeah, you know, we're like 20 minutes in, and we haven't even brought up any of the pitchers yet, which is crazy. Um, but one guy yeah, they're not as, they're not as athletic, is, Matt. Yeah, they're not uh, as athletic. Kavar's Kavar's <laughs> tears. Um, I, you know, I, I was unfortunately up there at Lexington last year for so, those games, and the BP he had on the Sunday, I mean, he was hitting balls yeah. out of the out of their state park stadium. State park. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so how 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 does he figure in? Because that's a another you know p- kind of power lefty bat. Yeah, we we have two guys that I would I would like to lump into the same conversation. Kavars Tears and Ryan Miller are two left-handed hitters. They're both redshirt freshmen, and again, it's not automatic. But the theme of college baseball, especially at our level, has been you got to be really gifted in a lot of different ways to be an impact player as a freshman. In both of those guys, especially, I hate to keep relying on this, but repetitions is huge in our sport especially in COVID times when some of these guys missed a whole spring, 
Um, they just need experience. But if you watch Ryan Miller in, in tears, who you mentioned, hit BP, it's as electric as anybody in the conference. And I don't mind saying that. And I don't think I've seen anyone hit him over the batter's eye like Ryan Miller has been doing lately. Um, but when the game starts, you got to perform consistently. And uh, those two guys will be given an opportunity. I think when they're in their uniform, they need to be as ambitious as possible about stealing somebody's job or earning a spot in the lineup, however you want to phrase it. When I sit up here in the office with kind of more of a businessman's approach, I see those two guys like Dryling and Chapman as mainstays in the lineup in the future. Because, uh, again, we don't have a minor league team, and while you guys didn't know who Cortland Lawson was last year, all along, you know, we brought Cortland in to be an infielder for us that would start at some point, and we saw the writing on the wall that it was coming. But, you know, basically had to wait for Liam Spence to get out of the way. Brian Hartman, Tony Vitello. You have a pitching staff that could be asked to mask the sins of a potentially maybe a young lineup that needs to sort of have time to gel. You think they're going to feel pressure early on to go out there and, and maybe throw maybe a, you know three to four hit games where they're only allowing one or two runs before the lineup can, can start to gel? Uh, sure. I, I think that's a more than fair question. I just I, I don't think that way. I don't sense it among the group now, and I, I think it would be a waste of energy if they did it and then something that we would need to correct, which I don't think would be a huge deal as a coaching staff. Now, while I – well, I say all that, I don't see that as an issue because Coach Anderson, you know, Frank is our pitching coach. We were the first two to get hired as a part of this staff. The whole approach of putting this thing together was pitching and defense. And uh, I think Frank's as good as anybody in the country. He won National Pitching Coach of the Year last year. Um, the way I recruited at uh, Missouri TCU in Arkansas was pitching and defense first. Um and it just so happens our park can play live. Uh, our strength coach is incredible. Yep. And we've had some good athletes that hit homers. But a lot of those home runs have come when we're up, you know, 6-2 to two late in the game, and it's a little icing on the cake. Um, when it gets really to the nitty-gritty, nitty we're going to have to be able to win 3-2, to 2-1, two, 4-3 two to one, four to three ball games anyway. And the way you do that is with pitching and defense. And it's how we start our day every day in practice. It's what we reinforce in meetings. Um, so to me, uh, whatever hitting we have is going to come and go. It's icing on the cake if we can win by six instead of one. Um, but I think if, if the pitching, base running, and defense, things you can kind of control are all there for us, then the hitting will kind of just be complimentary. Yeah, it seems like, Tone, you guys were a little too home run reliant last year. Is that a, Am, am I uh, chirping from the 700 level here, or is that a decent observation? You know, I think there was a guy... Man, I went and spoke somewhere, and some guy went ahead and said, yeah. you know, uh, why didn't you bond against, you know, Notre Dame? And I was like, I don't even remember what you're talking about, which maybe is not a good reflection on me. Maybe, I, maybe that guy needs to move on like I moved on. I don't know. But, no, it, it was fun that he brought it up. And, and uh, I, I think that wasn't our intent. I don't think we saw ourselves leading the country in homers last year going into the year. Um, but – you can wear T-shirts that say we're this, but if you play a, a different way every day, then you're you're that's the type of team you are. And uh, 
we became a team that was fully capable of doing that. And, uh, you know, to use that weekend in, in specific, we almost came back after we didn't start the game out very well on Friday. And then on Saturday, it was kind of what we awkwardly became used to is a big gap in runs. And then on Sunday, it looked like we were going to, you know, pull away yep. offensively and whatever, we just kind of hit the skids. And uh, sure, there's, I could start back on the Monday of that week and tell you 17 different things we would do. Uh, but the bottom line is we can't go back in time and redo all that. But we can learn from that and say maybe we do need to prep ourselves a little bit more for a four to three game, uh, you know, whatever it might be. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's not going to be one bunt or one hit you've given up that's going to, win or lose you a game, it's it's going to need to be your guys executing as best they can, and it's up to us to put them in a position to, to be successful to do that. AT, I speak for the millions and millions and millions all over the world who say we're glad to see Tennessee baseball coming back. It's about that time. On the way out, any final thoughts for us? And uh, thanks for doing what you do, man. Appreciate you giving us some time. Yeah, no, you bet. And I agree with that. I mean, it's, it's good that people talk about college baseball more because our guys had a stupid furry coat. Um, it's good all of our games are televised. Um, who wouldn't want that? It's, it's great we're playing UConn in basketball tonight. Yep. I mean, yeah, it's, um, you know, that's what you want. There's, in this day and age where almost every game is, you're able to find a broadcast of it. Uh, some of those get lost in the mix. And, and in order for the SEC to be the league that it is, you got to have some drama, and you got to have someone that's really liked and not liked, and you got to have competitiveness. And uh, we want to contribute to that, and we want to contribute to how great things are on our campus right now. And uh, if that means we end up number two in the country, great. Uh, but I don't know if that can happen. We just need to focus right now on getting these boys ready for Arizona because we got a couple tough games right out of the gate, no doubt. Tony, you are channeling. Your inner Lou Holtz today in every sense of the word. <laughs> go ahead and tell me, Tony. I, you don't even think you have a top 50 team. Go ahead and say it, Tony. You can go ahead. You, while, I, while we're down I'm that not, path. I, I'm not going to say that, but I am going to say if you ever come up to my office, I do have a Lou Holtz picture because uh, I had a family that knew him that said, keep studying hard and we'll see you at Notre Dame. But uh, somewhere along the line, junior year, senior year of high school, uh, sports and then other things, kind of caught my eye just as much as academics so i ended up at a junior college for a year long story short i can take a stab at what some of the other things were tone but we won't get it at thanks man yeah no i appreciate you guys and good luck to the lady vols tonight we'll talk again to you all sometime soon and no we got a good team over here but we've, we've got a lot to get better at so hopefully uh, the coaches earn their salaries over here much love thank you tone see y'all tony vols Tony Valls just introduced us to his ball club in his own way. And, you know, he was telling me off the air the last couple of days, you know, look, I mean, we're ranked where we're ranked, but I don't, I don't think we're right there. Now, could we get there? Sure. But right now, are we there? I don't think we're there right now. But, hey, more power to you. So we've got too many moving parts in this thing to say that out loud. We come back. Uh, I will um, uh, bring on a, a gentleman uh, Brian, what time are we doing our, our Texas preview? It can go after the break. All right. So hold your phone calls, and then I'll ask you about Tony Valls in the second hour. I want to ask Matt Dixon about if he's buying, selling, or trading what Tony Valls was just selling on here, that they're that that 
They got they got week to do. They got week to do, as the average white band said after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Why do people trust Tills Jewelry with their jewelry repairs? Hi, this is Terry Tillis. We feel each piece of jewelry is important to our customers and they deserve the utmost care with every item that is brought to us. Your jewelry is inspected when we receive it to determine exactly what repairs are needed. A photo is taken and documented and then it goes to our goldsmith. Once the repair is completed, the jewelry is reinspected to make sure it has been restored to its original condition. Come see us at Tillis Jewelry, located in Columbia and Lewisburg. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call mepainfree.com or call 615-551-9224. Hey guys, this is Mary Catherine with Bug Out Termite and Pest Control. Did you know that most insurance plans don't cover termite damage? Termites cause $5 billion in damage every year. Having a termite inspection done by a termite professional once a year is the best way to determine your home or business is termite free. Our technician will help you determine the best treatment solution for you. Call us today to schedule your inspection at 931-380-9009 or visit us online at bugouttennessee.com. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Did you know that Columbia Ace Hardware carries Magnolia Home Paint by Joanna Gaines? Columbia Ace Hardware is the only Magnolia paint dealer in town. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood, along with the award-winning service and advice Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Come see us at Columbia Ace Hardware and Power Equipment. We will be glad to help you. This is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Join us Saturday, March the 18th for Columbia's Breakfast Rotary's fourth annual Shoot for Our Stars Sporting Clays Tournament. This tournament is a community benefit fundraiser for our fantastic local youth and veterans organizations. If you'd like to participate in this great event, contact me, Rhonda King, at 931-398-5511 or contact us online at www.facebook.com slash shootforourstars. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Brian, Lady Vols tonight in UConn, neither program's what they once were, but it's good they're playing, right? You being a purveyor of the women's game more than any of us here. Yeah, they didn't play for almost a decade. Yep. Lady Vols lost, by the way. That was not smart. Yeah. UConn, UConn just kind of ran away from the Lady Vols as far as just on a national scene. They were yep. so much better. They ran through their league and they were won, they won like a hundred and something games in a row. Yep. But hundred games recently. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and recently though the the Lady Vols are trying to get back to close to where they used to be, but they still haven't beaten UConn in this latest renewal of the series. So mm-hmm. they're trying to do something for the first time. I guess I guess this is what the third or fourth time they played since the series was renewed. Is UConn beatable and tonight, Al Brown? Are they beatable, Al Brown? I haven't really seen them play. I, I know they're ranked fifth or something like yeah. that. And Tennessee's won, I think, eight or nine in a row. They're 8-0 in SEC play. But I don't think they played the best teams in the SEC quite yet on their schedule. Kind of like us. And that would be, they're, yeah, they're, they're kind of mirroring us, you know? Yeah. The men. The men. Uh, LSU and South Carolina are both undefeated, and they're 20-0 and overall. So. Yeah. They've yet to play those teams, so we'll see how good they really are tonight and when they face those that bunch. So, and that tip off tonight is when eight o'clock on ESPN. It's a national college game day is in town for that. And what is that? And what is the women's? Around. What is the women's college game day? And where's it taking place, Brian? Do you know? I've never, I've never, I didn't know they did that. But right. they're having a special women's college game day tonight at, on ESPN. And they're going to do it from Knoxville. They're going to stick around and do this Texas game too for Saturday. Oh, so they oh okay. So this is a this is a double duty deal. Do they yeah, usually do that? Kind of do they usually where, do it from the same site, or is this an atypical thing? This I think this is sort of an, a uh, just a, one of one of those one off deals where you okay. happen to have a Connecticut coming in to play a women's game Thursday, and then the Big Twelve Challenge with Texas coming in, which is another attractive two top ten type teams, but. Unbelievably, the Lady Vols aren't ranked. They've won all these games. What? They're still unranked. What do you mean they're unranked? So they they haven't lost in like five yet. weeks. Yeah, what? They they had a bunch of losses preseason that knocked them down a bunch, and they haven't played the better teams in the SEC quite oh. yet, or at least the really good teams. So they haven't given 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 much credit for what they've done recently. Kind of like our male counterparts, Matt. What do you make of this um, Finley Chastain? I'm going to read this to you from Coral Hall, Knoxville News Sentinel, Dateline, Selena, Texas. She says the following. 
Lady Ball Basketball received a program change in commitment on Wednesday. Just going to be a while before it pans out. Finley Chastain, number one player in the class of 2027, according to ASGR, announced her commitment to Tennessee on social media with a caption, when you know, you know. She's an eighth grader, Matt. It's like Tennessee baseball. Eighth grade. Yeah, that's... We'll, we'll we'll see it play out. I I uh, obviously don't have any eval of, of whoever this this middle school girl is. Is that wild or what, man? Imagine I like how I you imagine going to middle school. I remember what middle school was like, and you're walking around going, "That girl right there is committed to go to the University of Tennessee." That's like being a child an act, child actor almost, and you're famous on a TV show. That like marks you for the next four years, doesn't it? No, it does. Yeah, it puts a whole lot of, of pressure on you as well. So that's that's just crazy. That's where we are. It's where we are. You know, speaking of resumes, did you? What you think of Jerry Palm's appearance on here yesterday and how he no sold what Tennessee's accomplished thus far on the season, keeping them off his one line, Matt, as a justification. For, while Kansas has several losses, though they've played people, and Tennessee's beaten them straight up. Uh, Jerry played his role perfectly on the show yesterday. I don't think he was playing he did, a role. He, he, he did a great he did a great job and played hard. I don't think he was playing a role, though, Matt. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? He played his he played his role well. He wasn't. I don't think he came here to play a role. No, he he he's got his. He is who he is, and he he was exactly what I expected well, him to be. Well, what does that even mean? What what does that even mean? I, I'm just not the biggest fan. I God, you can't say of, that. A lot of stuff. Brian, can he come on here and say that about one of our own, Jerry Palm, who lends us a hand on here? It's great radio. John Adams' absence today presented by our friends at Seniors Helping Seniors. John is looking for the next Larry Bird, maybe the next Donald Duck, maybe the next Stool Pigeon. But he's out chasing birds. Is he down in the Louisiana? I don't know where he is. Welcome, i got to say, Seniors Helping Seniors, in-home senior care services, matching seniors who need help with seniors who want to help right here in the greater Knoxville area. So if you've got a senior in your life that needs some help, we match them with a senior. And that's what Seniors Helping Seniors does. And it is a beautiful it is a beautiful thing. Ray and the gang, it is a, a beautiful thing. A make you smile thing. Match you with a fellow senior can help you with daily tasks around the home. Maybe cleaning the house, laundry, meal preparation, grocery shopping, basic yard work, so much more. And offering more substantial senior care should you need help, like bathing, Alzheimer's, dementia, doctor's visits, even live-in care. It's all available to you. So depending on the level that you need, uh, Ray and the gang at Seniors Helping Seniors can take care of you. And if you're a senior and you want to earn a few extra dollars and help somebody, uh, iron sharpening iron it's a beautiful thing seniors helping seniors get more information seniors helping seniors dot com 
Nick Moyle's going to join us. How excited, Matt, should we be for this Texas game, in your humble opinion? While I keep it live and local, hold your thought. Now that we've gotten the hour break out of the way, how excited, Matt, are you for the Texas game? Mark Griffin says a cursory look at the stats. He's prepared um, Griffin's three-pointers for tomorrow, but Griff said, on paper, this is the best team Tennessee's seen so far. That's Griff's opinion. I don't know how that plays out, but he said statistics-wise, they're they're pretty impressive. Yeah, it'll it'll probably play out a lot like last year's game, which unfortunately is not very appealing to watch. Um, hopefully, there's more scoring. Uh, so it, it's it's a big game. Hopefully, you get a big atmosphere, um, big home crowd um, that's fired up. Um, and kind of, kind of get revenge from last year, and and really, hope you know. I know Barn Barnes doesn't make it about himself at all. Yep. Um. So you know that kind of gets lost that you know he's he's facing his former team. That's kind of been just not really a storyline, which is which is always interesting. So you just hope you come out and play well and and protect your home court. I give Barnes a lot of credit uh, for that. But go ahead, Brian. You were wanting to add. And by the way, Nick Moyle's not going to join us for about 35 minutes. So if you want to jump in, 865-200-5402. Perhaps you want to respond to last night's game with Georgia, the upcoming game with Texas, the activity tonight, the Tony uh, Tony Valls interview, whatever. There's a cornucopia, a smorgasbord of things to talk about. Go ahead, Brian. You know, this is a beginning of a pretty big stretch for the the team because they have been playing – some of the lesser teams in the SEC yep. coming into this matchup, and they've got to go with Texas. They got to go to Gainesville Wednesday night next week, and then they turn around and play Auburn at home Saturday a week from Saturday. So that's three pretty big games right there. Pretty, pretty. Uh, you know, that's one of those stretches where you think, well, if they can go two out of three, you'd feel really good. But you almost expect them to drop one of those games. Right on. Right on, Brian. I mean, at some point, you're going to drop a few. It's just the way it works. And, yeah, and they've got the last, the last part of the schedule was more challenging than the first yep. part of it was. We knew that. Because you've got you've got Missouri coming in who's having a very good year, Alabama and Kentucky, mm-hmm. three games in a row. You're, you're at Texas A&M who's mm-hmm. playing, who, who went to Auburn last night and won by double figures. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Arkansas and Auburn back-to-back to to close out the year. So there's going to be some chances to really, if you want to make if you want to be a one seed, there's going to be opportunities there. Bama trailed double digits last night to Mississippi State. Now, it was at home. But... And they they got all the calls. They got all the calls, and... They got to the free... They shot like 30 free throws. Mississippi State shot like eight. But the way they play, which is different than the way they... The way we play is on offense, they attack the rim. And that's why they go to the foul line. And we don't. You know, we're a catch-and-shoot club. Whoever once in a while pounds it down low. You guys were talking about using Euros, but there's not a lot of um, there's not a lot of inside play. There's not a lot of attacking the rim from us, which, whatever, just kind of the way we play. Maybe it doesn't mean that's the way we have to play. But Alabama last night played about a C-minus game. I, I got done, went and watched it. And one by six, and, and and literally played a C minus game. 
I mean, they weren't even close to playing uh, the way they should have been playing. I'll tell you what was intriguing about last night's basketball game, and that was, was an play. impressive win. That was an impressive win. When you, Matt, when you play that poorly and you win by six points, you, you always hear coaches say, and I think it's true, when I go out there and I can't throw it in the ocean and I still get out of there with a win or I turn a ball over a million times and I get out of there, that means I've got a good ball club. Alabama and Tennessee are clearly, clearly better, Matt, than everybody in this league. It's not even close. Kentucky fans, I don't care what happened here. Eat your heart out. It's not even close. Alabama's my—it's probably the best team in the country. As much as I hate to say it, I agree with that. This Toby Awaka guy last night had a had a line of ten points, four four from the field, played thirteen minutes, grabbed a few rebounds. I mean, this guy did everything last night. I thought he was seventeen coming into the evening. He corrected the record. Rick Barnes called him a seventeen-year-old. I have staff people tell me he's seventeen. I don't look at birth certificates. I'm not, you know. He says I'm eighteen, coach. I don't care what he is. He's a kid, and he's a reclass. And he shouldn't look like that. It's going to be unfair how good this guy's going to be. Now, how did they just find those two kids in New York City, Matt? And tell me if anybody thought that ZZ Stop was capable of playing at the level he's playing right now. Because if you if you took a, a team vote, we're one game shy of playing half the SEC season. If you took a team MVP vote, vote right now, I would give it to ZZ Stop. ZZ Stop is a team MVP. Matt, did you think he had it in him to play at that level as consistently as he's playing at it on both ends? Uh, I, well, I, I knew he could defensively. Um, the you know being the the primary point guard for thirty minutes tonight on offense was was my question mark, and he's he's done really well in that role for the most part. Um, he's, he's incredible. Just, just such a hidden gem. Um, that guy's just such a difference maker for you on, on the floor. He does so many things that, that don't show up, um, on the stat line. Um, that he, you know, he stuffs the stats plenty, but he does, he just, he just never stops competing. And that's just obviously his best quality is, I mean, the guy's the toughest, player on the floor every time he goes out there yep and he told me last year he said when i walk on the floor it's off the air he said i i play like it's my last game because i'm really not supposed to be here that's his mentality almost reminds you of what tom brady says tom brady tom brady always says i play because i'm still that sixth round draft pick what round was brady sixth or seventh bry he was sixth round i think and he says Every time I walk out there, I walk out there with the with the thought that somebody's going to take my job from me because I'm a sixth round pick. And Drew Bledsoe's not getting his job back. He's still looking at Drew Bledsoe. And he like goes. Somebody apples. probably should take his job from him at this point, though. <laughs> it's t- it's yeah, it's, it's a pretty good line about that. One other thought, and then we'll go to the phones. Saturday's game is huge. These 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 signature games are huge, and here's why. You got to win some of them. You're not going to win them all. That's not my expectation. But you got to win some of these. 
Barnes and Seating. This is history now we're talking about here. I'm not taking cheap shots, okay? I'm, I'm not. Because I'm the first guy to say that I think this guy is an incredible winner at this level. But the NCAA tournament, he's got to have a certain number by his name going into the tournament, or you might as well just pack light. And I'm not trying to crack. It just is what it is. Rick Barnes, as a one or a two seed in his 35-year career of coaching, is 8-0 in the first weekend. When he goes into the tournament, as any other seed, three on, the number in the first round is 13 and 18 in the first weekend, rather. Which means you win one, you lose one, sayonara, sukiyaki, get your case of rice aroni, and get to the house. Them's the facts. Matt, people tell me, and we were talking about this on Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime last night. Marco's having his grand opening today uh, for his uh, location up in Tri-Cities. Congratulations, Marcos. People tell me, Matt, they say, oh, oh well, I mean, the regular season doesn't, ma- it doesn't matter. How could the regular season not matter with a coach like this? Hey, Matt, you better be a one or a two seed. And by the way, this team's got the goods. This team's got the goods, Matt. Unless I'm imagining things. No, in in this year's college basketball, which is very very soft, soft target. They 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 can be they can be a one seed, um, definitely a two seed. If they, if anything below a two seed would would probably be a disappointment at this point. Um, so no, and it's it's very valid. I mean, he, he never overperforms his seed in the tournament. Nope, that's just that's his track record. And we're not um, listening. What I'm, it is? We're not making fun of him. I'm not calling him out. I'm telling you, this is what's at stake this weekend. The stakes are high this weekend. You can say, well, you're just shiny, you know, and you're kind of keep people interested. Listen, I you can be interested or what? you can do whatever you want to do. I don't care what you do this weekend. You watch a game or don't watch a game or you do, you do you. I'm just telling you, when it comes to this basketball program and that head coach, he better be a one or a two seed if he wants to be there in the Sweet 16 because those are the numbers to the phones we go. You know, Hello, someone knows. Yeah. Somebody made a point about how Barnes is more of a program development coach as yep. opposed to a situational coach, and that's why they go out early in the tournament because Could be. he doesn't shift to being situational. He can't do it. Could be. We'll see. I have a feeling this team, because our fans kind of don't like them, which our fans don't like this team. I mean, some of them do, but most people are kind of bored and frustrated by watching this team because we want to see offense. That's why, that's why we love Josh Heupel. That's why we love Tony Voss. Chicks dig the long ball. I, I didn't make that up. I mean, it's the truth. You combine Heupel's offense and Barnes's defense into some kind of, like, multi-sport super team, you'd, you'd win it all every oh, year. you'd control the galaxy. You know, uh, this. it seems like that maybe the baseball team getting some more attention could sort of help this team fly under the radar. Well, more here's my when point. There's less expectation. Here's my, I actually he, think that here's it's going to be hard to do that as a one seed. Here's my point, as a friend of mine said to me last night, who will remain nameless. The two teams that our fans kind of word with are the two teams that have gone the furthest here recently and, and given us the biggest surprise in the tournament. Conzo Martin's petition team shocked the world and went, 
and went on a run right out of the playing game. And Bruce Pearl's team that got beat by Kansas State, which is still painful to me to look back. The I, I won't State. look at it. Or Michigan State. I won't look back at that. I won't. That team, we were ripping. Openly, ri- everybody was. So let's get real here. And this team will fall, follow that pattern. They're going to frustrate us all the way into a march run. That's the pattern. Back to the phones we go. This this year's Auburn team has a lot of similarities to that Elite Eight team. I was watching them last night. There There's you a go. Ton of, there a il- ton of similarities. So don't, more- don't sleep on, on Pearl if they ever figure it out. Matt, their guard play is too moronic to do what they want to do. Too many too many empty calorie trips for them. Back to the phones yeah, we go. Like, yeah. Just like his Elite Eight team here, they were just awful shooting. Nutty. Until they ran the offense through J.P. Prince in the tournament. It was incredible. When they turned him into the point forward and he just went crazy, J.P. Prince is a legend. Hello and welcome into our next call. That's who Alan Flanagan is for that, this year's team. Welcome into our next call. my friends are compatriots. There's my man. He just had surgery. W. Lynn, God bless you, man. Just had surgery. Yeah, yesterday or two days ago. On your heart. On your heart. Got my heart repaired. God bless you, man. How you feeling, buddy? Feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. You I sound appreciate great. the thoughts and prayers. You sound great, my man. But uh, yeah, I'm ready to get into action here. Uh, Tony V was great as usual, and uh, I'm looking forward to baseball season. But uh, here's some here's some facts. Uh, we're the only team ever, the only school ever, to have game day for football, men's basketball, and women's basketball. History of the world. We're the only school to do that. How about that? The lady, yeah, it's it's something. The Lady Balls are actually twelve and one in their last thirteen games. They they took a lot of lumps, but they have played or will play the top six teams in the current AP Women's Poll. So, you know, it, their, their schedule's been tough. We've played two top teams, and we're one and one. Yep, that's exactly right. And our, our and, action's in front of us, absolutely they, in front of us. But, uh, yeah, I'm fired up for tonight and for the Texas game. Uh, I hope we pack the house for both. Uh, that That could be, I don't know how many times, a school has had over forty thousand for two games within within you know days of each other, and that could happen this weekend. You know that's tonight. a gr- you know that is a great point. Tonight's game, I don't know what tonight's gate will be. Maybe they'll paper it. Hopefully, I don't know because they haven't been drawing the same crowds. They get like seven, six, seven thousand now, eight thousand, whatever the number is, but they don't get the huge, tremendous crowds they once did. I wonder, uh, Brian, what kind of number do they get tonight? Do you think the Lady Vols, to, to W. Lynn's point? Yeah, they've been putting the curtains down over the upper the uh, 300 section yeah. for most of their games. And I, I assume they've done that, but I think tonight they'll probably raise those curtains and try to get get between somewhere between 15 and 20K in there. Yeah, if they guess. can get to 20, like W. Lynn's saying, you put 40,000 people in there tonight. Who could say that? It's Nobody. the basketball and capital you, of the world, W. Lynn, at that point. I mean, you, you look at uh, football, basketball, and women's basketball. We're well over one hundred and thirty thousand for all three. You know, yep. nobody can say that. 
Nope. And uh, they are the Lady Vols are number twenty six in the AP poll. They didn't didn't quite get in. My gosh, six, sixteen and six. So that's hard to believe in itself. And, you know, no. it's wild that they're unranked when we're playing the UConn game. And Gino said, "Look, Gino said we're playing the game. It's good for college basketball." He said, "He said, is this what it used to be?" He said, "No." He said, "Pat's no longer uh, there." He said, "We're no longer at the top of the sport like we once were." I mean, he, he's very honest about it. He said. Yeah. Um, he said, and and the and truth be told, our fans no longer think that Lady Vol fans invented evil, and and they no longer think that that we're totally evil, and we're just going to celebrate the game, uh, uh, in in Knoxville, and good for him. He said, and by the way, we used to play twice a year, which is crazy to think about. Think about two not uh, teams in different leagues that play yeah. twice a year, W. Lynn. I know it, and remember, yeah, it still is a we back, uh, we back Pat week to raise yeah. money for Alzheimer awareness. Yes, and, sir. Uh, raise money to, for that research. So, uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to both. And uh, speaking of Pearl's Elite Eight team, uh, you you helped out, Tony. You had that JP print today on on your show. Or we basically spent a you spent a couple hours and I I think I called in during that Blasting you know we were kind of ripping people. Matt you know? Dixon, do you remember our JP Prince show? Were you lurking in the background back then when we uh, cut a promo on him for ninety minutes? Uh, yes, I remember that vividly. Do, I think it was you and Double Double A. Do you think that's a sad thing that that occurred? No, I don't. It jump started that team's run. <laughs> You, you did it, Tony. Tony, no. uh, we you ought no, to be on the we, bottom of that Elite Eight banner. We, <laughs> <laughs> the Tony B. Show, that little banner we got hanging Hey, 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 W. Lynn, the one thing that can make that Elite, banner, elite Eight banner look more absurd is my photo on it. Because it's really hard to make that Elite Eight banner that looks like a little orphan hanging from the stadium. It's the one thing. That poor orphan banner. This place. W. Lynn, did you hear what Brian said earlier? Brian, tell him what happened last night to game and tell W. Lynn what the prize was. Go ahead, oh, Brian. 600 bucks. Yeah, this... I saw all that. They, they did a yeah. replay of it at Apple. All right. To the, listeners that are, to the listeners that are listening to us right now, Brian, go through this one more time. Those that missed the top of the show. Because Brian talked this an hour student, ago. The students, are, the students are back on campus. Yeah. So at sometimes at some games, there's a they they would pull a student out of the stands to come shoot. He has to shoot a layup, make a layup first, and then he has to make a free throw, and then he has to make one from behind the three point line, and then he has to make one from half court. In all of the, of the in a span of like thirty minutes, thirty seconds, maybe a minute to do it, and a lot of a lot of them that they pull out there don't even get to the. They don't. They barely get past the free throw. Yes. They don't even get to shoot the three pointer because yeah. they can't shoot. They're yes. they're worse than, you know, they're not good shooters. But this kid made all four of them, and his prize was six hundred dollars. Six hundred dollars, W. Lynn. The TV broadcast team even made fun of it for hitting a half. For just hitting a half court shot. Right, hang on. You're back in the 1993 economy. W. Lynn, the, the TV. Crew made fun of that. That's fantastic. They said the best thing that he got out of that it was it looked like he got a date, <laughs> like some girl was all over him. Bang. So the best thing he got was a date. <laughs> I mean, six hundred dollars. 
If he anybody knows that, that kid, a day. if anybody knows that kid, I'm going to wrangle him up a prize pack. I feel sorry for him. I'm going to hook him up with some alumni hall, a copper card for my friends at Calhoun's. I'm going to hook him up with some Smoothie King. We need to take care of him. There's there's NBA players that can't hit all four of those shots, probably. I mean, six hundred dollars. <laughs> they, they give that away at like indoor football games when the Omaha beef was playing. Poor kid, that might buy him two books the way the price of books are exactly. now. Exactly. Six hundred <laughs> W Lynn, thank you. I mean, what are you doing, Danny? Six hundred dollars I thought you were a marketing genius. Six hundred dollars? Let's go back to the phones. Hello and welcome into our next call. Tony Basilio show on a Thursday. Hey, Tony, man. What's up? Cracking me up. <laughs> Cracking me up with the $600 thing. I mean, could you imagine doing all that and then they say to you, I'm giving you $600? i would be like, you better come again. And I'd be out there at midcourt going, I'd be hitting my hand. Come on. They got to at least invite him back and let him do it again for 6000 Yeah, like Ken Jennings. He gets to defend his title like Ken Jennings, Matt. Keep uh, shooting yeah, until he goes and, and intimidate others. Yeah, he could, could, could bend the rims like at Dollywood. <laughs> <laughs> they, or shrink them, yeah. Yes. Hey, um, is it me or uh, did we run pick and roll and throw alley-oops? To our bigs last night for dunk. What's going on? Did that, did, I, did that happen? Did I see that? I mean, yeah, but was it real or was it because George is out there? George is kind of playing around. Has or? no inside game. They have no yeah, size. They have no inside game. None. But it's, it's still, we're doing. I mean, we, yes. we played like uh, we, we played like you know the sisters of the poor in in November and didn't run pick and roll and throw logs. I mean, Georgia's still got guys that, like what UT Martin does. But we had Ziggy Ziegler last night on the wing, literally playing shooting guard, and they were, like, featuring him. I mean, we're doing things right now that we haven't been doing. So I give Barnes a lot of credit. We're trying on offense. It's not real pretty. What was the number last night, guys, on layups? We were, like, uh, 10 of 22, I think, was the number, some crazy number like that. 10 of 25, maybe. I mean, what in the hell? No offense. No, you're right. We threw a, we threw a half court lob to Phillips, and he tried to one hand it, and and missed the dunk. But <laughs> if we could just connect with him on some oops, it would be it'd be a beautiful thing because that kid gets into places most kids can't. Right, he gets way up he, there. Yep. He just you know, finished. Lost in the fact. Yeah, he didn't finish, but he he attacked the rim really well mm-hmm. last night, even though he Phil- didn't make I, any of them. I think Phillips was like go for seven, and James was two of nine. And you still won yeah. by 30. One of my great criticisms of this team and the way they play is there's not enough rim attacking. That's one thing I would change about them. Yeah, Phillips has got to be. Phillips has to be that guy. It's got to be the big, like I said, on the pick and roll where they where their their big switches off and you get the lob. Or it's got to be Phillips just trying to go in there and and tear the rim to shreds. And he's, he's he went one time and he, and I thought just just try to go up and and break it off. And if the guy fouls you or if you miss it, no big deal. But he tried to like scoop layup on the other side of the rim and it missed. And I, I want to see him uh, with some ferocity there. You got, you guys were talking about the best team in college basketball. Yep. Ago, and, and it possibly is Alabama. It may very well may, may be. When, when, when I was younger, did the teams like Houston lose on their home court to temple? 
or on their home court to Alabama? Or did Bama no. also basically, I know it was in Birmingham, but it was a home game. Did they get blown out by Gonzaga? Or no. Did they get blown out by Connecticut? No. That, that Connecticut team's okay. Um, I think Purdue's the only team that doesn't have embarrassing losses. You know what that points to, Rusty? How crazy this tournament's going to be. How, how average college basketball is. And how average a game is. You, you talk about a soft target. For the way the Vols play, me and, me and Tennessee Lee were talking about this. For the way the Vols play, if they defend the way they're defending, and unless somebody has an outlier shooting day against them, this team should go to the Final Four. And they really should. Who ha- what team has the Colin Klein on, on their roster? That's a good shooter that one night might shoot 92% from three because that's the team I don't want to play in the tournament. What can, can we do a scouting report to find that kid? Yep. Well, Jerry Palm has us playing Purdue, Matt. In the first round, in the, as a two seed. Uh, no, we're the one. The they're eight, the one. We're, we're the two, so we'd face them in the elite eight. And if that happens, if those two teams, we're going to call that thing the choke bowl, and we're going to bring in like the guy that invented the Heimlich maneuver to toss the coin at mid court. You sure you don't have us like as the eight nine, and we're playing them in the next in the game in the second round? Sound like you're dragging Jerry Palm there. Why don't you people like Jerry Palm, <laughs> in, Matt? In Indianapolis, Matt. Why don't you people like Jerry Palm? Why the why? guy is a godfather of bracketology. I'm positive his name's Harry Palm. Well, you're out of here. You can't say that about our guest. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tony, this is Atticus. Atticus, welcome in. Yeah. I can't hear you. You're like on an earpiece, or you're not. You're far from your phone, or something. I think something's wrong with my phone. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, you're go. You go for it now. You're better now. Go ahead. All right. Um, the lady Vols. Um, at some point, they're going to have to learn to, to just. They need to go to the best coach in college basketball, women's college basketball, outside of the guy in Connecticut, and just make people say no. Instead of trying to, to hire inside the family. Because, I mean, they're the lady balls. They shouldn't have a problem getting a top two or three coach in the country. Well, I mean, look, um, Kelly Jolly's got number one. I, I, look, I don't know anything about that sport, but she's got number one player in America. And this year's team has had some bad luck. She's lost w- one uh, young lady to the blood clot issue. Another to injury. I mean, you know, fate hasn't exactly been kind to them this year. They were expected to do great things this season. And maybe and maybe they yeah. still will. Who knows? Yeah. But I was looking at Tennessee's schedule. Yeah. And it's kind of neat to me in a couple weeks. There's a potential one versus two matchup with Alabama. How often yes. would that be to see Tennessee, Alabama, one versus two in college basketball? Wild. Um, and a midweek game at that. And they will blow the roof off Thompson Bowling Arena. The sad thing is that's not a Saturday game. That thing was a Saturday game. That'd be very, very expensive ticket. But it's a midweek game, but it'll be a rare midweek sellout if that happens, guys. Can, can fly well, saving well, up well, and you can actually see teams play great defense. <laughs> yeah. Um, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah, right now the, the tickets are only like $25 or so. Midweek game. That's why. It's a midweek game. You're, that's right. It's fucking days to go up here in the next couple weeks. Yep. But, um, one thing I did want to do, I wanted to defend Barnes a little bit. Um, the whole UCLA, UCLA thing. When that was going on, who was the 
athletic director. Tell former. Let me ask you this, Tony. Have you ever been in a work environment where you just let that happen? Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. My point is, can you imagine being the basketball coach and that uh, Ted Tornado's going on yep. and Philip Fulmer's your boss? Yep. And you're, you're Rick Barnes and you've been close coaching at Clemson and Texas and, and then a blue blood calls you up. Yep. You know, UCLA. Yep. I don't hold that against Rick Barnes, especially considering who his boss was at that time. Well, and, and Barnes got a national coach of the year, and Filmer didn't even get on the airplane and see fit to go up there because they didn't like each other. So well, that's my point. People need to that's the truth. That's a truth. That's a truth. I'm speaking. I'm speaking facts here right now, and I'm not. I, look, I'm not always a Barnes defender. I call it down the middle, but I, I don't think Barnes. Um, I don't think Barnes warms up the fan base the way some of these other guys do, the way Heupel and the way Tony Valls does, because it's just not his style. But in that situation. Those two guys did not like each other. That, that's a fact. Right. Well, you know what I want my coach to do? I want him to do his job, yep. do it well, yep. and win basketball. That's games. him. I'd rather have that than some clearly to speak, you know? That's him. And, um, and then also, there's, you know, people talk about Tennessee's offense. Yep. We beat Georgia 70 to, what, 41 last night. I want to let people know that the score wasn't 55 to 41. It was 70 to 41. 70 to 41, and it could have been in the 30s. If we'd have held them yeah. that last point, it could have been in the 30s. Well, my point is, if that, if that score was 70 to 60, I'm not sure people would be complaining, you know. But it's almost like our defense is so good, the quality of the game, you know, it's just not close. But we shouldn't complain about that. Yeah. You know, we, we should be getting behind that. Well, th- th- here's, a, here's a deal, Atticus, and I appreciate your call. And, and, and you make great points. The deal, with our, the deal with this team is they're getting ready to play some challenging games. And we're going to find out what it is. Now, I think defensively they're on a path right now to be one of the, well, the all-time greatest team ever. All-time greatest team ever. All-time greatest team ever. That's the path they're on. But they're going to get an opportunity here. You talked about that Alabama game. You, got, you know, Auburn here, and Matt says getting better. Arkansas got a win last night, you know. They're on the schedule. You've got uh, Texas this weekend. T for Texas, T for Tennessee. Come back on the other side. Uh, Nick Moyle joins us to get some more phone calls in as well. We'll do some overtime. As well. i got to ask Matt and Brian what they thought of uh, Tony Valls on here today, like Lou Holtz. Is that concerning or? We continue with more after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. 
Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. A while back, I told you a story about Packer, our mascot, that Don found in the garbage truck after someone had thrown her out. Well, since then, I've been asked several times about Packer. Is she a dog or is she a cat? I guess I never thought to say, but she's a pit bull mix. And you can see a picture of her sitting in the driver's seat of Don's service truck on our website, garbagemaninc.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring followed by low interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Tesco bars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. 
I just want to say that your show is disgusting. Two white men and a white woman attacking a black man who's a Democrat, yet you have no balance to anything that you say. You act like a bunch of Southern You are ridiculous. You're a horrible show. You're a horrible representation of Tennessee. Y'all are disgusting. You're disgusting human beings. And either balance it out with someone who has a half a clue what they can talk about. You got a bus driver up there acting like he's better than him just because of what? I have no idea what his points are other than what Tucker Carlson told him what to say. Y'all are disgusting human beings. You need to get off the Three Dudes with a View, triggering liberals between Dollywood and Graceland, Monday through Thursday from 8 to 9 a.m., right here on WKOM 101.7 FM. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. So we've gotten word on that. This is developing. We've gotten word on this kid that made the halftime shot last night, which... Is incredible. I mean, he made a layup, which most of you couldn't do. What's the uh, time on the clock, Brian? Because I've seen most members of this audience. No offense to most of you. <laughs> our team struggles with them at times. Yeah, our team was ten of twenty-five for him last night. So continue, Brian. What's uh, what? How much time? Like a minute? They get like, I think a minute. Okay, so it's like a halftime element that they're doing. Do it at every game. They send a kid out there. Matt, does anybody ever do it? Is it frequent that people do it or pretty infrequent? Uh, usually maybe once or twice a year somebody makes it. Aight. I think I remember one year they had people making them back-to-back games, which was pretty cool. Aight. So people you, had to split that $600 gift card. So you, so you pull ten grand aside and $20,000. People steal $20,000 like it's nothing. Did you hear the story, by the way, speaking of stealing money, about Brian Kelly? (laughs) Now, you want to tell me how unsavory of a person that is that gets overpaid to the tune of a million dollars and shuts his mouth? And then they come back to him, and you know he's going to say, well, I didn't notice. Well, then you don't need to get paid that much. You didn't notice. What? If you're in a business relationship with somebody, okay? This has happened to us. I'm a, you know, we we bill people for for the advertising and the services we provide. And we've had people pay us twice. And Laura will come to me or or will notice. And I will immediately, immediately call that person. Because I don't want something that doesn't belong to me. Brian Kelly. I mean, are you kidding? Here's the story. LSU does an audit here recently and they found out that they overpaid brian kelly by a million dollars they gave him another payment that wasn't due for him they overpaid him and you know brian kelly did he took it and put it somewhere wrote the score of the alabama game down and sent the invoice back yeah there's my bonus just like hypo could have done so they came to him, and they said, this year you're making a million less. And he said, okay, thank you. But how does he look? How does he look? And then there's Tennessee last night. 
So Jeff Beverly just texted, te- uh, tweeted this at me. Thank you, Jeff. I'm at Tony Basilio on Twitter. The Vol Shop, they won't even cash. The the Vol the Vol the Vol Shop. Look, if you're going to do that at halftime, have a prize. $600 gift card to the Vol Shop to make a half-court shot? No offense. But if you're going to do that, I mean, have a prize. Kid needs an NIL deal. You, you have to make a layup and a free throw and a three-point shot before you even get to attempt a half-court shot. And then you get $600 in credit? And you got to do it all within a minute. And you don't even get to go to the real out there at Alumni Hall? you got to go to the fall shop? I mean, are you kidding? And that's like five or six items will cover that 600 bucks. What? Easily, probably. Five what? Or five or six items? What are, you bu- what are you buying, T-shirts? Listen, no offense, but if you're going <laughs> to... Matt, you know, I just cracked on Filmer for the way he kind of uh, alienated and made Barnes mad and whatever. He was, but he was too busy breaking down offensive line film, and, and Barnes is a little sensitive. You know, he needs to be stroked, whatever. T- two, two sides of the coin. Matt, when, Bar- when, uh, when, um, when Fulmer was over there, you think they would have done that? $600 gift card? To Alumni Hall, Matt? I mean, not to to the Vol Shop. Not Alumni Hall. The Vol Shop of all places. <laughs> Keep do, it in half. I, I do, don't know, Matt. Do you I think Fulmer would have been a Shoney's one then? Do what is it? Maybe it would have been a Shoney's gift card at, Damn back it. then. Now that's a shot. Eight six five two hundred. That's a lot of that's a lot of meals. Jeez, <laughs> Roger would love that. Oh that's my god! An all-in-one gift card for Roger next year. Ah, ah. Let's go to the phones. It's probably a good thing he did it against Joy. I mean, if you'd done that when Vandy was here, Jerry Stackhouse would have offered the kid a scholarship. <laughs> well, that's another point. That is a good point. I mean, a kid that can make a half-court shot with the way modern college basketball is, I wonder how many players could do that in a minute. How many of these Division One players could do that in a minute? Well, no, nobody that played for Georgia last night could do that. They couldn't even make a free throw. Brian, how many, many half-court attempts did he take before he made it? Was it the first one? Or do you remember? I don't really remember. Actually, I wasn't even watching it when it happened, but I, I just know that the crowd went crazy, and then I looked up and I said, well, he must have hit this half-court shot. You know how tired your arm would get, like somebody my age? You, I'd shoot, I, I might have two of those attempts in me right at this point. Let's go to the phones. What else could we, should Tennessee have done for the kid? I mean, look, my friends at Calhoun's are like, Tony, if you can find that kid, Brad just texts me. He's like, I'll take care of him. We'll take, we'll, we'll do something for him. I mean, we need to sweeten the pot for this kid. We need to absolutely sweeten the pot for this kid. A $600 card to the Vol shop.
What? You have an AD making $2.2 million. You got a football coach making $9 million, a basketball coach making $6 million, a baseball coach making one point whatever million. $600 gift card? Listen, don't, don't do the element. If that's a prize, don't do the element. Please, don't, don't do it. Don't do the element. Let's go back to the phones. Hello and welcome into our next call. Tony Basilio hey, Show Tony. on a Thursday. Hey, hey Tony, it's Holly. Holly, welcome in. I uh, just wanted to put my two cents worth in about last night. First of all, that little guy, tell your friends that, wonderful Calhouns that they need to do it up right for him and maybe he can take that little girl with him and they have Aww. a date there. Hey, I think that'd be that would be a great, great that's a great thought. We find that kid and we get him on his dream date. Maybe uh Titans Bill could double date with Shirley Jones and we could have dream dates. Absolutely. I think that'd be wonderful. So anyway about the ball game last night yeah. I was uh Watching the game and then realized that the Alabama game was on afterwards, so I watched it too. And uh, I thought it was kind of fun to watch UT play and then Alabama right afterwards. And, I, and maybe Alabama, I haven't watched them. I'm just all lost. But, you know, I thought that they were a good team, but maybe they just had a bad night. But they were, they were just okay to me. I thought they were. And like I said, maybe it was just an ugly win because I thought they were going to get beat. But I just, I just thought they were okay, and that made me feel good because I thought, well, they're beatable for sure. They're totally different than us, and um, so that kind of gave me some hope. But back to the Tennessee game. Oh my gosh, I had so much fun watching the defense last night, and you know how we've all been complaining they're not flashy and all. But I really, really got tickled. I had more fun watching them last night. I felt like I was watching a cat play with a mouse before they bit their head off. I mean, it was so much fun watching them. And, uh, you know, I, I haven't always felt that way before. I mean, I love yep. the team and all, but it yep. was fun watching them last night. And it was great to see that the crowd was back. But I have to talk about little ZZ again. I got Incredible. so tickled yep. him under the goal with those huge guys on top of him and he was defending and he got some of those rebounds. I was like How how in the world does right. he do that? Right. I, my and thing with him, Holly, is how does he get shots off? I'm like how how in the world does this guy drive the lane? Because he doesn't get like tremendously high off the ground either. But he just understands how to use his body. He understands the angles and the English and all that stuff. And last night, Tennessee's down four early, you know, and Georgia has a dunk and they make a shot and they look like they're alive. And then, and then Z, a couple minutes into the game, Holly, ZZ, a kid goes up for a shot and he takes the ball right from him, throws it to Phillips. Phillips on the other end finishes. Tennessee doesn't relinquish the lead the rest of the night. That was one of the key plays in the game. And you are so right. I'm glad you said what you said about appreciating. Because here's the thing. If you are going to continue to click your heels together about this team and you're going to insist that they be great on offense and that's what you want from your basketball, you're going to miss it with this team. 
But if you meet them where they are, which is to say a team that literally chokes out their opponent on the court nightly with an all-time great approach to playing on the defensive end, you're going to start to appreciate who this team is. Now, Holly, I know a lot of people don't find it interesting or entertaining what goes on on defense and sports, but Tennessee made that team that's okay. They made them look like a high school team last night out there, like a high school basketball team. It was incredible. And then my favorite non-defensive play of the night was yeah. when, toward the end of the game, when ZZ was running down the court, and uh, I don't remember which Alabama player it was, but one of their stars uh, was headed for a big dunk, mm-hmm. and ZZ was guarding him, and he just completely got out of the way, and it was like, okay, dude, get your two points. Let's move on and let's get back to Tennessee ball. I thought it was the funniest thing. He didn't even try to guard him. He was like, "Okay, you got that. I'm not. I'm not going to get another foul. You get your little two points and yep. let's move on." It's it was point. so fun, just so so much fun. And and he was in foul trouble. Um, he was in foul trouble last night. I yeah. And he only played like 21 minutes. Matt, what did you think about the way Tennessee is doing this deal where they're kind of mixing up the point guard role a little bit and they're letting him even play on the wing some when he's on the floor? I kind of like it, Matt. No, I, I do too, and they, they've done it with Key. They've taken him and put him on the wing, and I think that's kind of helped him. Uh, he made He made two nice shots early, and I think he's more comfortable in that role. Um, you got you got to find a you know Ziegler can't play point guard for you for for thirty five minutes every game. Nope. Um, whether it's foul trouble or just just kind of that fatigue deal because of how much effort he gives defensively on every possession, it's just tough. He needs to be able to to take some possessions off offensively at times. And, and, um, and that's it's a great it's a great way to do it. And you've got you know at least you know Viscovi can 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 handle points some in in a few, you know, minute stretches and, and key could, and even, I guess even Triple J could if you really needed him to. So it's, I like that approach. Yeah. And last night they kind of did the committee thing and, and Holly about Triple J or about ZZ. He is so tiny. Okay. And you stand next to him. Oh. Tiny. He doesn't weigh a lot, but yet defensively, he doesn't give any quarter at all. Like nobody gets over on him. He hardly ever gets shoved around, which you would think at that level he would get pushed around on the floor or he wouldn't be able to stay out there. And he's one of their best defenders, and he's like a little mighty mouse out there. Well, I just I keep thinking one of those big dudes is just going to like put their head, their big old hand on top of his little head and just kind of like spin him around and go, get out of my way. Yes. And they, they can't. No, and he never gets post up on. Matt, which I think that's kind of interesting, right? When we get to March, Matt, and he's playing 39 minutes a night, you think somebody's going to dra- going to drag him down on the block and post him up, Matt? You think we'll see that? Think we'll see somebody try and do that or ISO on him? Uh, uh well, they they might try, but he's usually guarding the point guard, and that those guys have a tough time getting inside the three point line when he's guarding them. So it's you know you yeah, have I agree to with you have to design some stuff to do that. They can try all day, but I don't think – I think the only weakness that kid's got is he's short, can't help that. And, you know, sometimes he has an off night when he's shooting. I just I just think he's – I think he's mighty mouth. He is unbelievable to me. He has the heart and of a lion. 
He he really does. He, he, he I appreciate really him. How does St. John's let him and that Awaka guy get away? Big They're, big loss. And speaking of Awaka, yeah. You know, I keep talking about well, things haven't quite gelled yet. I felt like I saw a little bit of the Jello gelling last night when uh, they were, you know, doing different looks and that uh, yep. Awaka kid. Oh my gosh! And he's a baby. You know, he's young, and I know that. A lot of these kids come out of high school, and they're almost as good as pro players. But, oh, my gosh, the upside for him, if he were to, I don't know, get more playing time and more maturity or whatever in the next 30 days, I don't know how long all that takes, the jello is going to gel along with the other guys. But we're not there yet, so I think uh, the next 30 days is going to be huge. And then my last takeaway is on the Tony Ball uh, interview. You know, we all love him. We love the balls. I love hearing about these new guys. But, uh, a little bit more information about him because I, I don't really know much about him. But I think, again, he under-promises and he over-delivers. I think he's still loaded with great talent this year, and I think we're going to have a good team. Maybe we're not number two right now, but, yeah. No, he... He's loaded. I really believe that. He's uh, he was Lou Holtz. He he was Lou me off the air yesterday. He's Lou Holtz me today when we when we connected with him. He says, you know, what do you think of that two rank? I go, Tony, I don't know anything about your sport. What are you asking me for? You know, I don't know anything about it. He goes, ah, it's pretty high, man. You know, two, all these new con- two two's a two's a high number, Tony. Two's a high number. So he's. I don't want to be ranked high. No. I, be, I don't want to be ranked high. You get punished for it. Well, Holly, here's my thing. It is not going to hurt my feelings along the way to lose seven or eight baseball games Me and either. take a lower seed. You still qualify as one of the top eight teams in America. You get to host throughout, but you kind of come in under the radar. That thing last year when it got bigger than the sport. Tennessee was carrying something that weighed a lot more than it should have into the postseason. And, and those kids cracked. That's what happened. Yeah. I think the day that uh, I remember when we were talking about it at home, when um, the day that that rumor, that horrible rumor that ESPN put out about oh, that guy uh, from Arkansas yep. made me so mad. I was like, first of all, it's none of his business. And secondly, you're, you have no validity to that. None. And, you know, that to me just said what was going on in the background, the pressure mm. and everything, um, because, well, I don't know. I just, oh, serious. But changing the subject before I leave, I wanted to tell you something that I looked up last night, because I attended college, I think, with Bino. All right. I can see and I are about the same age. Um, and I was a sophomore, junior during the Ernie and Bernie last year wow and remember going to the games and uh, you know loved ray mirrors and all that did everybody know the following i didn't i had forgotten this ray mirrors not only created the idea of big orange country that we still use today and uh he was the championship he was the coach that drove everybody crazy about holding the ball a long time, mm-hmm. and uh, he drove Adolph Rupp 
crazy. And I do remember that because, you know, they were such a different team and they were our arch rivals even back then. But uh, he also allowed uh, for pregame warm-ups, but I do remember this, he would let a basketball player have a unicycle and be out there throwing the ball up to warm up, just being crazy, kind of like what our guys do, you know, when they practice now for warm-ups. And uh, so there was some flash even back then, nothing like now. But uh, remember that Ray Mears, and I had to look this up, but I didn't remember us going far in the tournaments. I know it was different back then, but I certainly went to all the games and all. We tied the year that we were so good, the last year of Ernie and Bernie, we uh, were the co-champions of the SEC, I guess with Kentucky, I'm assuming that was the case. And uh, we never got anywhere in the championship. I mean, now granted it was a different, there weren't 64 teams and all of that, but he never won, uh, he never went deep in the championship. No, he never won a game. He never won an NCAA never, game. He only got to the Sweet 16 one time in 1967, that's, which that's, was like his second, third year. That's right. Uh, so, you know, just some trivia there about, you know, how we remember the great coaches and the current coaches and, and all of that. But I thought that was kind of interesting that wow. even the great Ernie and Bernie, we, you know, we were, we had a great team and we tied the SE championship title but that was it holly thank you the the thing about tennessee's uh, basketball team is and bino's right bino wears that minnesota twins hat in 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 march and i i'm like you know tournament cruelty is what it stands for not twin cities their logo has tc in it he calls it tournament cruelty not tc in athens but tournament cruelty tournament and, and, Brian, there is a lot of truth to that, down through the years. And the, the, the worst thing about the NCAA tournament is when you get eliminated from it and you have expectations, it's the worst feeling in sports. Because, you know what, the it suddenness hurts. of being over yes. is so quick and severe where you're rolling right along and yes. all of a sudden it's just over. You're not playing again until next fall. And that's really hard to, to digest and take. For a lot of people, you know, it's just the quick end to it. It is brutal. That kid last night made it on his third attempt from half court, and I was told that um, it was four hundred dollars until uh, a couple years ago. <laughs> Tennessee's actually up their game. <laughs> yeah, they're stepping up. Danny, you are. That's boy. You're really you know, putting uh, your best foot forward. Are you kidding me? You know, um, yeah, I guess inflation has pushed the price the prize up a little bit. Who knows? Um, do you care to guess who is the team leader in field goal percentage? For our volunteers? For balls? Uh, Euros would be my guess. Yeah. Who is it? That, that's right. It is Euros. Yeah. And... What's his name? Milwaukee is second with wow. at uh, 63%. Wow. You know, those are interesting numbers because our big guys 
it's a lot of it's a lot of finishing around the rim. In my mind, the the one Eurus game when he was going off, they could have really fed him. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. So you had an accident. Now what? Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop. You can count on us to repair all makes and models. Our certified techs will take care of everything from frame damage inspection to bump out or replacement with OEM parts. We've got the expertise to make your vehicle better than new and get you back on the road in no time. Plus, our collision work is guaranteed for the life of your car. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop to the rescue. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis with Tillis Jewelry in Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. What are you looking for in a jeweler? Knowledgeable staff? Experienced goldsmiths? Or true custom designers? Experienced working with clients creating that perfect gift for a special loved one? Well, you have found them. Tillis Jewelry. We're this and so much more. Check us out at TillisJewelry.com or on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest creations. Tillis Jewelry, Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Did you know that Ace now offers free assembly and delivery on grills over $399? It's never been easier for you and your family to have a great grill like a Weber gas grill, a Traeger pellet grill, or a Big Green Egg charcoal grill. Come see us at Columbia Ace Hardware, located at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 
First responders know seconds count when saving lives, and emergency response can often be delayed due to difficulty navigating rural locations, congested subdivisions, mobile home parks, and apartment complexes. The Locator 911 is a unique life-saving bulb. In normal use, a porch light, and when activated by you, a multicolored flashing beacon for first responders to help them find you in the event of an emergency. For more information, stop by your local fire department or visit thelocator911.com. Join us Saturday, March the 18th for Columbia's Breakfast Rotary's fourth annual Shoot for Our Stars Sporting Clays Tournament. This tournament is a community benefit fundraiser for our fantastic local youth and veterans organizations. If you'd like to participate in this great event, contact me, Rhonda King, at 931-398-5511 or contact us online at www.facebook.com slash shootforourstars. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.